Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, my name is Cosmo, and this is Girl Tales. Thanks, Cosmo, for introducing us to the show. Cosmo joined us at the Girl Tales holiday party in December. Grown-ups, if you'd like to stay up to date on future in-person events, you can follow us at Girl Tales on Instagram and TikTok, or join my newsletter. The link is in our show notes. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, the host of Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to send some very special shout-outs to Leela, Bodhi, Avi, and Roman. And wish a very happy birthday to Kira and Juniper Andres. Grown-ups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is another Goose Girl story. The Girl in the Shoe. Enjoy! Hey, it's me, Lucy Honka, Mother Goose's wing gal, and Goose with the juice. I was almost late because I was having a field day. A real field day. Each year, Mother Gooseland has a day of contests and marathons, and guess what? The women of Mother Gooseland have been racking up trophies like free samples at Costco. Little Jack Horner, whose real name is Jacqueline, won the pie-eating contest. Flossie, the cow who jumped over the moon, nailed high jump. And old Mother Hubbard, oh, 
totally crush the supermarket sweep. Ladies, you rock! Which proves that Mother Gooseland rocks with strong women. But before they were women, they were strong, brave girls. How do I know? I've got the dish on all the Goose Girls. And I don't mean that dish you ran away with the spoon. My spoon. But don't get me started. Now, take the woman who lives in the shoe. Years before she had so many children she didn't know what to do, she was a girl named Lacey. As in, shoelace. Lacey had tons of shoes, and as you will hear, she loved each and every pair. <laughs> Ballerina flats, espadrilles, platform sneakers, flip-flops, fuzzy unicorn slippers, a new pair of shoes for every day of the year. A delivery for Lacey from Twinkle Toes. Ooh, more shoes! Make that a new pair for every hour of the day! Am I lucky or what? Yes and no. Lacey was so busy collecting shoes, she didn't have time for friends. On her birthday, Lacey would celebrate with a shoe-shaped birthday cake for one. And because Lacey was the only kid playing, she always won pin the buckle on the snow boot. Lacey didn't miss friends because she was in shoe heaven. But after a few more deliveries, Lacey was in shoe distress. Oh no, I have so many shoes in my room, there is no room for me. Lacey had to find another place to keep her shoes. After hours of knuckling down and thinking hard, she had an idea. Hmm, maybe I'll build a house smaller than my own just for my shoes. Hmm, maybe not. The only tool Lacey ever held was a shoehorn. She'd have to find someone in Mother Gooseland to build it for her. And who built more houses than the three little pigs? As the head hog told Lacey, Sure we can build a shoe house. It's a squeal. I mean, deep. The three little pigs got to work. When Lacey's shoe house was ready, she couldn't wait to see it. But what she saw looked nothing like a shoe house at all. Or even a shoe. Ugh, this isn't a shoe house. It's a huge pile of sticks. It was a shoe house until the wolf blew it down. And the second pig said, next time, get a no wolf clause in your contract. Oink, oink. And the third pig said, instead of sticks, we'll use bricks. To which Lacey said with a sigh, <sighs> no, thank you. Lacey had to find someone else to build her shoe house. But who? As she walked, she wondered and wondered until she stopped to smell the roses. Real roses in the garden of Mary Mary, quite contrary. When Mary found out what Lacey needed, she put down her watering can, put on a hard hat, and picked up her toolbox. Surprise! I love daffodils and power drills. One shoe house coming up! 
Lacey couldn't wait to see what Mary would build. But when her shoe house was ready, she couldn't see it. All she could see was a thick, tall jungle of flowers. As Mary explained, What's a house without a garden? Oh, and you'll get used to the bees. Bees? What bees? Those bees! Lacey ran from the swarm like a bat out of a light show. She kept running until a sound stopped her in her tracks. It was the biggest, loudest sound she ever heard. Bee, I, bo, fuck. I smell the blood of... Hey, you not Jack. Lacey looked up. And up. And up. Towering over her was Mother Gooseland's favorite giant. The giant usually gave Lacey the creeps. But today, he gave her an idea. A giant shoe would make the most awesome, repurposed, sustainable shoe house. Uh, hi, Mr. Giant. Would you happen to have an old shoe you no longer wear? Something sporty and perhaps a size 200 wide? The giant gave it a thought, then said, This is your lucky day, eating all those sheep. Englishmen and green beanstalk casseroles is making me grow out of my shoes. Let me take out the orthotics and knock yourself out. Lacey was almost knocked out when the giant kicked off his shoe. There you go. On the outside, it looked like a giant sneaker. But when she went inside, oh, it smelled like one, too. P.U. Gross. Ugh. Get me out of here. Again, it was thanks, but no thanks. The giant stinky sneaker wouldn't do. But what really stinked was that Lacey still had no shoe house and no friend to share her problem with. Before she could get too sad, Lacey's thoughts were interrupted by another sound. It was the happy sound of chirping boities. Lacey followed the chirps to a yard filled with birdhouses hanging from trees. The houses in all shapes and sizes were built by a girl named Celia Birdwhistle. Celia was Lacey's age and a birdhouse builder extraordinaire. If Celia could build a birdhouse, maybe, just maybe... Could you build me a house, Celia? A birdhouse? Nope. A shoe house, please. Celia had never heard of or seen a shoe house. She would build one if Lacey designed it first. Design? You mean I have to draw it first? The only thing Lacey ever drew were smiley faces on her canvas deck shoes. But she wanted that shoe house, so she raced home, grabbed paper and pencils, and began sketching oodles of doodles of shootles. Oh, how about a cowboy boot ranch house? Or a luxury stiletto high rise? Ooh, or flip-flop beach house with ocean view. Yes, 
I'm on a roll. Ooh, roll. A silver roller skate RV. Shiny like a penny. Penny. A penny loafer cottage with open toe sunroof. Because she traded her doubts for a can-do attitude, Lacey discovered she loved drawing shoes as much as wearing them. And when Celia constructed a fully lined chuck-a-boot glam pad, Lacey discovered the power of teamwork and a friend. Here's the best part. When Celia and I decided to donate my shoes to kids in need, we turned my shoe house into a playhouse filled with even more friends. And that's where all those children came from. In case you were wondering. Well, that's the story of the girl in the shoe who became the woman in the shoe. The real story. I just heard Lacey and her kids are moving into a bigger shoe. So I'm knitting a housewarming present. It's a super-sized woolly sock to warm a super-sized shoe house. Thanks, Baba Black Sheep, for the idea. <laughs> but I'm going to need more than three bags of wool. While he deals with that, I better fly back to Mother Gooseland for my own field day game. We're playing Duck, Duck, Goose. And guess which team I'm on. <laughs> hey! Don't start without me, Fluffers! Game on! That was The Girl in the Shoe, created and written by Judy Kachka. Produced by Megan Bagala. Starring Annie Hank and Sabrina Glow. Line produced by Harry Poster. Executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Grownups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me, well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grown-ups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Be an